Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for you to meet our guest today, Shaheen Najek. You are going to love her and you are going to love the topic, which is mindfulness simplified. I cannot explain to you how simple Shaheen makes this topic. And I think this is so important right now because... I think that mindfulness and the tools that we can utilize to calm ourselves down, to find more ease, to find more gratitude, to not feel so stressed out and anxious in a very sort of stressed and anxious time is so useful. So I'm so grateful at how clear she is on this topic. And I'm going to tell you all about her in one second, but I have a couple of announcements that I need to tell you before we get into the interview and before I formally introduce Shaheen. So here's the first thing. This episode is an excerpt from The Art of 90 Days. The Art of 90 Days was our big event. It happened over the course of three Fridays in May, where we interviewed over 25 experts in wellness, mindfulness, relationships, parenting, decluttering, all sorts of lifestyle and entrepreneurship about how to reach specific goals in 90 days. And it was such a great experience. So awesome. And while we were doing this, the world around us was sort of falling apart. And so I really felt that by the third week, you know, everyone's attention as it should have been was in other places. So I've been thinking about what to do next. And what I decided to do was to pull five of the episodes that got the most views, got also the most comments, um, even if they didn't get the most views, because that meant to me that they were really meaningful and I wanted everyone to hear them. This was one of them. I also went into the topics that I think are really relevant right now. So actually Jen's conversation last week was also part of the art of 90 days. And my focus was really about how you can reach a goal that you might not have thought was possible in 90 days if we together picked the brain of an expert in a topic and got the best of the best, got the things that we really needed to focus on to learn and to implement the things that in 90 days, maybe sometimes we wouldn't even implement in a year. And it was such a great set of interviews. I know that those who saw it loved it. A bunch of people upgraded so that they could see it ongoing. And I really felt and feel like there's a lot more people who need to see this content. So we have added some bonuses that are now all done with um, some planning resources so you can take what you've heard and really put it into action in your own life. And we are selling it as a package, a really reasonably priced package um, with a lot of good information so that you can make a plan and so that you can make changes in your life that will really stick. And you have 
these experts in your mind, and you also have our full flow planning method and methodology in your pocket so that you have a way to implement all this inspirational content and other inspirational content that you might hear along the way. So you can go check that out by going to plansimple.com slash 90 days. And you can check out what that offering is there. The link is also in the show notes, but I would love you to go check it out, especially if you love the interview that you hear next or loved Jen's last week. And again, we are going to continue with this series for a couple more of the interviews so that you can see what the day was all about and how each interview was different, even though the guests were answering a pretty similar set of questions each subject matter is so different. It was really interesting to figure out how to extract out of each guest exactly what you needed to know to move forward best in your 90 days with habits and to-dos that would really get you moving forward on specific goals. So that is announcement number one. And again, all of this is made clear in writing in the show notes. So this is a really good episode to go check out the show notes for, which you can do by just going to plansimple.com and you will see Shaheen's beautiful picture right on the homepage. You can click on that and you will get into the show notes. Okay. The second thing is BC Stack. So my second announcement, actually, yeah, my second announcement is for entrepreneurs. So if you are an entrepreneur listening and all there's so many details and now you're home with kids for the summer and for who knows how long and you want to also be able to take care of yourself and one of the things you know is that you just don't know everything that you need to about growing your business my friends Rachel Martin and Dan Morris have put together the most amazing offering which they call BC Stack and what it is is it is a stack of courses I believe it's over 40, maybe even up to 60 courses from some really well-known people um, and some gem people who really, Dan and Rachel, do a really good job at um, finding people who have courses um, that could really help entrepreneurs grow their business. And Rachel, you can go look for her episode and we link to it in the show notes, was actually on this podcast. Um, she's a phenomenal woman and really an advocate for motherhood. And she wrote an amazing book and she was on the podcast right after she wrote the book. And that is also an episode that you don't want to miss. So if you want to see who's offering this resource BC stack, you can go check that out. But They've collected thousands of dollars in courses. Um, I know that the course that I gave them, I sell for $97. And I even added a module because I had to, because to me, getting so many courses is a little crazy making. It's a little shiny objecty, And so I wanted to make sure that I added a module. My, my course is about productivity. It's our productivity course. And I added a module about how to get through you know, 60 courses, how to really plan for that in your life and not have it take over and also not have it collect dusts. Because I think what happens a lot of times is when we see a deal this good, we buy it and then we don't implement it. And I want you to implement the things that will move that needle in your business. And if you don't have a business, actually this, and you're thinking about one, this might be a great course for you because I think there's equally some beginner courses in there. And I think it's 
it's like 40 something dollars. So thousands of dollars in courses for 40 something dollars. It's kind of a no brainer. And if you click on our link um, in the show notes, we get a small commission for it. And what we end up doing with any sort of affiliate income we make is we pour it back into this podcast um, so that we can keep good episodes coming to you. All right. So that is that. So go check out that link if you're an entrepreneur, because I think that's one of those things you don't want to miss. I can tell you that what I contributed, I would totally tell you was worth $47, which I think is the price. Um, and so if you would buy a course from me on productivity, and are an entrepreneur and might want 60 more or 40 something more, definitely go check this out. One of the other people I know who's giving a course is one of my teachers on Pinterest, Monica Frost, who is also a guest on this podcast. I love that we have all these amazing guests on this podcast. Um, So anyway, just go check it out. Go see it for yourself by clicking in the link in the show notes. All right. Last announcement, I promise. Jen Mazur was on the show last week. She's my dear friend, and she truly knows how to teach about manifestation. She's like the best teacher on it. And I don't just say that because she's my friend. I say that because she's such a good teacher. And very often when I'm grappling with a goal or with something I really want, she is definitely the person I call. I'm so grateful I can call her. And she always has great suggestions for how to move forward. And her course is just open as well. And I don't say yes to being an affiliate for everything. I just happen to be doing it for two things right now, but her course is open right now and I'm a very proud affiliate of it. It made a big difference in my life. And actually, I feel like I'm pointing out all these podcast guests today, but Robin Green is an amazing acupuncturist who teaches how to implement the ideas of Chinese medicine for children. And she was a guest on the podcast Toward the beginning, I would say before we hit 100, she's an amazing person. And I think we had her on right when she wrote her book. And she wrote her book after taking Jen's manifestation course and basically manifesting a book deal very quickly. So I feel like I know some of the testimonials personally. You can go check out the the website all about the course, which is also linked to in the show notes because... The things that people created after taking this course are unbelievable, from Robin's book to finding a house to um, relationships being fixed or being found to various amounts of money earned, found, gotten, all sorts of money stories. And so you can really read all about it over on the course page, but I can't recommend this enough. And again, I am an affiliate of this course. So if you buy through our link, I do get a small commission. And because I get that, what I decided to do was invest that money back in you. And so if anyone buys the course, what I'm doing is I'm going to offer um, a couple calls, a couple private calls, group calls for the people, my tribe who invests in Jen's course, where we will go through um, how to plan for some of the things. So we'll start off during the course by having a session and really plotting out how to plan to make time to take the course and implement it, which I think is something we forget about when we buy are all excited and buy a course. Um, and if we 
can implement something, especially when it's live, if we can figure out how to fit it into our lives, it can make such a difference. And sometimes it's just about prioritizing and moving things around and really getting clear on some good calendaring practices um, and putting ourselves first and making it really a self-care thing. And we're going to go over all of that in the first call. And then the second and third call will happen toward the end of her course and then after her course. So basically in her course, you're going to get so inspired to move toward this amazing life that you're dreaming of. You're going to create of, of not, you're not going to create a vision board. I think you create a vision movie, all these amazing things that will really help you to create your wildest dreams. And many people create some of their wildest dreams during the course, but you're going to keep wanting to go forward. And so we're going to have some calls about the practical side of how to plan for some of the things you're trying to make space for, especially if you're balancing a lot like kids and work and, you know, being home with kids because it's summer or because school isn't quite looking normal or whatever it is. And so that is me reinvesting in you if you buy through our link um, so that you can get really the most you possibly can out of Jen's amazing course. All right. That was a lot of announcements. All right. So remember the art of 90 days, BC stack. Jen's course, all of those things are available for you to upgrade your life with. I don't usually share that many things all at once, but it's kind of an exciting week. So I decided to share them. So let's officially meet Shaheen Najak. Shaheen is a mindfulness and meditation coach, speaker, and educator based in West Vancouver, BC. I feel like I know so many amazing people from Vancouver. I think I need to visit someday because... I just feel like it must have amazing energy because everybody I know there is amazing. She supports parents and kids with private coaching sessions. She also teaches workshops at community centers, schools, and speaks to business organizations across Canada. Her work revolves around supporting parents and children, teachers and other employees working in corporations big and small in accessing and incorporating mindfulness strategies in their daily lives as a pathway to create and craft a life of inner peace, love, compassion, and self-acceptance. And I can tell you again, her work is so important right now, and she is going to lay it out to you in the most thoughtful and easy to implement manner. So this is one of those episodes that you may come back to over and over again as you do the first level and then the next level and then the next level. Um, So let's welcome Shaheen to the show. Hi, Shaheen. I'm so excited to be diving into this topic with you today. Oh, thank you. I'm so, so, so happy to be here, especially since we're all kind of hunkered down. It's a good, good time to really, really come into ourselves and, you know, connect with people and talk about mindfulness. Awesome. So let's, let's dive in. So I feel like one of the things I feel about mindfulness and meditation in general is that we throw that word out a lot, you know, especially right now is there's like mindfulness curriculums at school and mindfulness practices we can do at work. And I feel like when I do tap into these practices, they mean so much, but I also just feel like the talking, like it's confusing to talk about them 
because we don't really know what we're talking about <laughs> much of the time. And so let's unpack a little bit for everybody. Um, maybe a little bit, not maybe what mindfulness is a little bit and also what's on the other side of it, right? Like, so once we start getting into these practices, you know, what can we expect on the other side? Cause I feel like that will help ground us in, in what we're going to be talking about. That's a really good question. Um, mindfulness has become, and when I hear it, I, I, I kid you not, I sometimes cringe because it's, it comes out like so blasé in the news, you know, in the news updates and whatnot. And I think, oh, it's become such a buzzword. So I, I'll, I'll tell you how I think about it. Mindfulness is an awareness, an awareness of this moment. And it's an awareness of this moment without judgment. So there's so many things, like if I'm, if I'm talking to friends or colleagues or children, you know, it's, oh, this is good, oh, this was good, or this is bad. So we're constantly judging, even good, bad, or, you know, and then we have to step back and go, look how many times I judged today. Even the normal things, oh, it's sunny outside, oh, that's good, right? So that constant judging mind is so prevalent in us. So mindfulness is an awareness, an awareness of this moment and an awareness of us, of how we're responding to this moment. And an awareness of this moment without judgment and with kindness. So I like to say it's an awareness. I Let's love that. Aware. I love yeah. that. And one of the one of the really like real world you know, I feel like I, you know, I, I'm somebody who goes to yoga. Like I like to wake up and meditate. Like I'm doing a lot of the things, but one of the real world moments that I really experienced what that meant, I guess, was when my book came out a couple years back and I got my first really bad review and it kind of crushed me for a day or two or three. <laughs> and then I started grabbing onto the good reviews and somewhere in all that, I realized it was the same. Like my reaction um, to the situation, whether it was good or bad, was was similar. And that's where I sort of understood that concept of like it. We even though sometimes we think it's great that we're noticing like the sun and the warmth and all the things that they can have the same reaction in our body. So I love that explanation of it. And that's that's a really important. Um comment that we're we're thinking about these things right oh it's good the sun is good but how does it feel in your body and mindfulness is it's a very simple um practice but it's not easy it, it's taking in what we're doing or feeling at the moment and really going down into our body and going where am i feeling this so sometimes, have you ever noticed that you've, you're running around and you come home and you've got a headache all day, or you're feeling like, I was really irritated all day. And then you take a moment and you sit back and you go, oh, I've had this low level headache all day. And you have a glass of water and you go, I haven't had any water today, right? So that's learning our bodies and learning the feelings within our bodies. So um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks about Thoughts are the language of the mind and feelings are the language of the body. So mindfulness is really about an awareness of the body sense coming into our body. I love that. And I think so often, and we, we talked about this in a couple of other talks in the, the day that we talked about wellness, 
is that so often, you know, we have that low level headache and we associate it with like the craziness of the day. And sometimes we don't even get to the point where we're like, we notice that the glass of water is helpful and then we have it. And instead we go grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or like all the things that aren't like, you know, we're not even in that awareness. So I love this as a, as a tool that we could dive into for 90 days and really practice. I mean, and it's, it's not something which I'm sure you'll tell us that we are going to check off after 90 days. It's like more of a lifetime practice, but tell us a little bit, like, tell us a little bit, like if we dive into this for let's a period of time a 90 day period, I'm, I'm assuming that then we'll get some habits that will create some momentum. Yeah. But what can we, what can we expect in that? What should we expect in that? Yeah. So, um, Nine, so mindfulness is, it is indeed a practice. It's not mindfulness perfect. It's not a meditation perfect. It's a meditation practice. And we begin every day. We begin again each day. We begin again after each conversation that didn't go well. So we begin again. So what comes out on the other side, and I can tell you from my own experience and from people that I've worked with, is that we're building a resource. It's like having an having a well of no water. So if we're not building or putting into that well, when things like this happen, crisis situations happen, relationships break down, um, we experience loss, um, we're fighting with our kids or, you know, whatever it might be, calamities, difficulties, if we don't have our inner resources to go to, if we don't have that well to go to, then, then um, there's nothing scaffolding us. So the practice actually, what we notice is all of a sudden things start shifting and you, we start becoming more calm and we start going through life with more grace. And with a little bit more, with more pauses in our conversations and, and more of, um, hmm, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Instead of taking everything in, um, getting personal and reactive, we start to be responsive. There's, um, there's a quote by, um, uh, it, it eludes me now, but he's, he wrote, um, uh, the search, um, the meaning of life, and I'll, and I'll get back to it. But he says, Victor Frankl, he wrote, um, the, between the stimulus and response, and between stimulus and response, there is a space. So mindfulness, when we come to the other side, it creates that space for us, that space where we can really dig in and really sit with it. I love that. Okay, so a lot of times, you know, I'm working with people who are working in our flow planner and they're trying to make these 90-day plans and actually being mindful because one of our categories is around this, it's called OM. And so because that is one of our categories, a lot of people come up with the goal of I'm going to spend 90 days working on my meditation practice or I'm going to work 90 days getting more mindful. And one of the things I've noticed is that it's also the goal that gets dropped very often first. And I wonder if that's because we're not thinking about, and I love how you said the well, because I feel even that holds some like some clout that maybe we'd stick with it. But I'm wondering if you have any ways that we can look at it or maybe how we could name this goal in a way that would keep us going. 
Um, because I feel like whatever, like we can't find the five minutes that we need in the morning or, you know, a kid gets sick or something gets stressful at work. And these are probably all times that we need mindfulness more than ever, but because our days are built the way they are, when we let them go, it's hard to get back. So do you have any ideas for how we might, um, just call this goal or some smart ways we might think about really committing to the idea of mindfulness for 90 days? Yeah, creating a calmness, a stillness, coming back to ourselves, coming, and that's all it is. It's an awareness of me. It's an awareness of who I am. So with the 90 days, the way I would work it and the way I work with my clients is um, it's a stacking approach. So when, when we tell our, when we tell people, oh, you know what, just sit for five minutes, it's, it's hard. You know, they'll put on that calm app or the headspace and it will happen for maybe a few days and then it'll go away, even though we all have five minutes, but the thoughts start running away and they're like, oh, this isn't working. So the way I work with clients is to stack it. The first couple of weeks, day one to 14, is really getting up with an intention. And that intention is simply not thinking of a different intention each day, but simply asking the question, how do I want to show up today? Oh, I love that. How do I want to show up today? And that's all the question you want to ask. In the mirror, when you're brushing your teeth, taking a shower, how do I want to show up today? You know, how many people really come into the shower with us on a daily basis? I talk to my parents, to my parents, my, um, the kids that I teach. We have our spouses, our friends, our plumber, our house, you know, our, the grocery store clerk, the person who went in front of us and cut us off on the road. All of these people come into the shower with us. And I'm saying, how do we want to show up today? Who do I want to be today? And that's it. That's the only question. When that's at the back of our minds and in our hearts, we go through our day and when something triggers us, activates us, ignites us, that will happen. Then we come back to the question, ah, oh, that's not quite, I want, quite how I wanted to show up today. That's it. That's a daily living mindfulness practice. Oh, I love that Just one. Just that one thought. Then we stack onto it Another daily living mindfulness practice, um, one that I teach to kids and one that I teach to adults as well, is the peanut butter resource, right? Pause, breathe, respond. Pause, breathe, respond. So while you're doing whatever you're doing, so at any red light, that's what you do. Pause, breathe, respond. Or a mindfulness, daily living mindfulness practice of coming to our senses. Coming to our senses, especially in times of, like this, when there's this underlying fear that's, that pervades our homes and the environment, if you go to a grocery store, it's just pervading. It's like this, this app that's playing at the back of our brains that's just depleting our batteries. It's this fear. So coming back to it and coming to our senses, you know, five things we see, four things we hear three things we feel, two things we smell, might be the shampoo, one thing we taste, might be a coffee or a piece of chocolate. That takes 90 seconds. Research shows that it takes 90 seconds to get rid and release an emotion if you're not doing that storytelling. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, every two weeks, 
there's a stacking approach to the mindfulness practice. Then we start with the concentration meditation. That's interesting because I think a lot of people start there, right? And so we're just yes. quite, we don't quite have the, it's like starting with a juice fast instead of like building up to like being able to do that, right? Exactly. Or just changing one meal, right? Yes. Or one habit. So then we start with the, with the meditation practice and then we start with the journaling and then the mindful communication. And now when you're at week um, <clears throat> 10 or whatever it might be, um, then we have the self-compassion and then we have the gratitude. And these are juicy, juicy practices that really work well when we've been stacking on all of these other practices. So week three, you're still doing that showing up. How am I going to show up? But you, you've been adding your daily living mindful practice. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so good. So we'll, and we'll have all of that like in a write-up so people can in a write -up. and put it in. Yes. I, I love that, that, that you're not getting to meditation and, and journaling is another one that we're going to have a talk about. And, and, and I, it's interesting because sometimes people push back on journaling and maybe it's just that those, those stepping stones aren't there yet that you're ready to dive into that part of your mind, which can have yeah. some things in it. Yeah. And, and for, for this journaling, there's different types of journaling, mm -hmm. right? So for this specific, for mindful journaling, it's simply to determine and write down, becoming aware of what kinds of thoughts were you having during your meditation? So that's why we do the journaling practice after that. And then go, what, what types of thoughts, what was triggering me? What are my habitual patterns of behavior coming back to ourselves, right? And so once we start those journaling practices, then we go into the mindful communication practice and we're like, oh, I wonder what that person really wanted from that conversation that I wasn't providing. Was I listening to the feeling or was I listening to the words? Mm, I love that. Um, and so what about, let's talk a little, so it, it sounds like the practice of mindfulness, which is just is, like it's in the name as a practice, is, is about these little habits that build up. And then the milestones might be that you start to experience your days, like you can see over time that your days are unfolding in slightly different ways because you're able to show up to them with a different energy. Does that feel true? That's very true. So what happens is around the week five, six mark, what, what we notice is um, the state of being becomes the trait. So for example, if there's a person who is always reacting, right, getting angry, and then, you know, somebody might say, well, what do you know about this person? And they'll say, yeah, that, you know what, this person's always irritated. That state has become a trait. So when we start practicing mindfulness in specific ways and, and incorporating all the practices into our lives, what you notice is your state of being then starts becoming your trait. And that's how you show up. Mm, I love that. Not meaning that you're giving up on the practices because you, but you might more automatically remind yourself while you're brushing your teeth, like, how am I going to show up yeah. today? 
Yes. How are yeah. you going to show up? So as we, as we uh, stack the practices on, you'll notice, people notice that, you know, when they're cooking and you know, how many times do our kids come up to us and start telling us a story and we've got thoughts in our own head that we're trying to uh, get through our list. And then they'll, and then you ask them a question and they're like, I just told you that. Okay. So then the practice allows us to say, really listen and put down that spatula or, you know, put down whatever it is we're doing and really see our children or see the other person that we're talking to. And so that's becoming a state. So that's how we, or that's becoming our trait, but now I'm being present. Hmm. I love that. And okay. So you are so calming and like, I love the stacking, right? Like, so we're starting with this. How do I want to show up? Then we slowly have this practice of 90 seconds and then, then's the meditation, right? Just yes. So then we have, yeah, it's the showing up. Then we have this practice of um, the daily living practice mm -hmm. of, you know, 90 seconds or just at every red light or every time I grab a water, just taking that breath pause, breathe, relax, right? So that's your daily living. Mm -hmm. So now you're starting to take that moment, take that moment. That leads into the meditation practice of the sitting practice, the concentration practice. And there's stuff around that. How do you do that with, you know, not um, getting caught up in the thoughts, ruminating about mm -hmm. the past. And then we get into the mindful journaling about what happened during your meditation then we add on mindful communication and you'll notice your communication changing. Mm -hmm. You'll notice your, your states changing a lot, right? You'll notice how you're showing up. And then we add on the self-compassion, compassion for others practice. And then we add the juicy, juicy gratitude practice. I love that. Okay. And so it's interesting because I'm just thinking through like the, the, all, all the trainings that we have as part of this experience. And a lot of times what I hear from women and why I do this work and why this piece, like this day is so important to me is because when I did all the work with food and I wrote a book about how to plan simpler meals and how for people to show up at the table. And I went on this book tour with my three kids for a whole year. And I kept like not being able to, and people who know me know this, like I could not put my finger on why all these healthy people were showing up to my talks. Like I had this whole vision that all these drive through takeout going people would be at my talks. And it was all these people who knew exactly what they were supposed to do, but didn't have the time or the space. And so very often when people open the planner and see that they're just supposed to pick four things for 90 days, and here we are serving up way more than four choices. Um, what's super interesting is that I feel like in step three, when you're really starting to make that space and you're sort of starting to even then become conscious of what you're hearing when you're taking that space and seeing you start to understand what you're supposed to do right like so I feel like this is really this is really step one of just seeing like I'm going to focus on this thing at home and this thing in work and this thing with my body and 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 we always need that space but you really have to become aware and in, in order to make that space so I love everything that you've shared. So thank you. Yeah. What we do is uh, with mindfulness, it scaffolds everything we do and your yep. daily living, the daily living practice 
it scaffolds your concentration practice. It will allow you to be more present in your meditation. Well, and one of the things I like is that you haven't really, I mean, you haven't told us how long we're supposed to spend on this meditation and this writing, but my, I gather it's probably not that much time as like the grand scheme of things. So what's super interesting to me is that, you know, we have all this attachment to how long things takes, how much time it is. And, and really these 90 seconds, these five minutes, these 10 minutes are so like they open up time. And here we are talking about time and they open up time in a way that's hard to imagine, I think, with our minds, right? Like we have this construct of how long everything should take and what you yeah. will take. And it will depend on you some days, you know, and if you're, if the person is an experienced meditator, then it might take they want to increase their meditation practice yes. or become more consistent in their meditation practice. So the goal is theirs. They choose how long. If somebody isn't, then they can spend one minute, 90 seconds. I had one young client. She was, she's 16. And for one minute, it was impossible to sit. She was at the end of the one minute. She's like, oh my God, I couldn't sit. At the end of four weeks, she was asking for 30 minutes because we had started sitting for 20. I love it. Okay. So tell me at the beginning of when we're creating our goals, um, one of the prompts is really to define what your 90 day goal is and sort of start to put out like map out what some of these weeks might look like. But one of the other questions is about obstacles. And I feel like this is a really important one to sort of see those and understand them in advance because they will, I find, at least in my life, they definitely come up. I have a lot of obstacles of like, oh, I can't sit this morning or like, I don't have time. I should just make lunch or do, do return this call or whatever. Like I don't have time to sit quietly. So when those obstacles come up or what are some of the obstacles that you hear most? Are they mostly around time? And if so, like what are some of your, what would be a strategy or two to sort of overcome those or turn them around somehow? Yeah, some of the, because when I work with one-to-one um, uh, -one clients and group clients, um, we don't start just with the meditation practice, right? right? So I don't get that time thing. It's a consistency is the obstacle that I come up against a lot. It's how do I be more consistent? I can, I can spare five minutes, it's just remembering. How do I be more consistent? So I always attach it to something. So if I'm going to have uh, coffee in the morning, then maybe that's the ideal time. So there's this thing in our brain that says, oh, I have to meditate in the morning. But it doesn't have to be that way. It can be any day. It can be now we've got lots of time right now at home. But once you pick a time, attach it to something that you do on a daily basis. So, oh, I've, because you know, I mean, we brush our teeth every day, right? It's become a habit. We've attached it to something. So once we attach it to something, and that can be on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but we'll, we'll give ideas of how we can attach it. So as you're passing by your chair, you know what? Sit down. Sit down for one minute. And you'll notice that that one minute turns to two, to 15, to 20 at night. I so love that's that. the key obstacle is the consistency. So. Okay. And, and the way around that is to attach to something that we see or do or do on a regular basis yeah. on a daily basis. I love that. Well, thank you. And tell us a little bit about how um, below this video is a link to a way that people can connect with you. What is, what, what will that lead them to? Oh, so um, 
right now we can connect to my website and it's www.mindful-changes.com. So in my website, it, it talks about basic facts. There's lots of blogs on there that I've written and um, go for it. Reach awesome. out, call me, email me. I'm available. Awesome. Thank you so much. Is there anything that I've missed that you wanted to add? Um, you know, one of the key things I wanted to add is um, in times like today where fear is the pervading our lives, this is a really, really good time to sit back and come within our tolerance levels. You know, when we get out of those tolerance levels and panic sets in, then it's hard. It's really hard to sit. So come back while you have that capacity, come into your own and let the waves of the ocean be the waves and come down deeper into the ocean where the stillness sits. Mm, I love that metaphor. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. And I yeah. feel like, I feel like there's all, you know, we have fear on a regular basis, you know, fear that our kid won't get this opportunity or that, you know, this client won't say yes to us. You know, there's so, we're just living in this world where I feel like this comes up time and time again. I love the ocean visual. I'm going to remember. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just, and when the fear starts coming in, deep breath. And you know what? The exhalation longer than the inhalation really activates the vagus nerve. Mm. And that's beautiful because that you can activate in so many ways. That's a daily living mindfulness practice that I, I would go into as well. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Everybody connects with you um, today and um, in the days to come. So thank you so much. At the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. And I love this conversation because really Shaheen breaks it down into so many amazing doable changes and even shows us how to stack them. So I'm going to share with you right now, in case you've forgotten, the first three. And just remember that maybe you do part of the first one or the second one, and then maybe you're ready to move on to the third one, but consider doing them in the order that they were spoken about, because clearly that is a method that might work to stack. Okay, so doable change number one Know how you want to show up. Ask yourself each morning, how do I want to show up today? Throughout the day, as you go about your life, notice if you are showing up the way you wanted to. It's so simple, right? And if we just make that our focus for a week and we actually do it, we can see what this kind of small change will really add to our lives which is so cool, but you got to do it. All right. Doable change number two, practice the peanut butter resource. You can do this wherever you are at the stoplight, waiting in line, when something upsets you, when you're washing the dishes, pause, breathe, respond. What happens if you commit to doing this throughout the day? 
Now already, you can see that these two things are very simple and that you might want to go all in and do them all. But again, I always recommend with these doable changes that you just take on one at a time and truly practice it, truly put it into action. All right, here's number three. Come to your senses. When you feel fear or are upset, try coming to your senses. Take this time to come back to your body and notice. You start with five things you see, four things you hear, three things you feel, two things you smell, one thing you taste. Right? So powerful. All right, if you loved this episode, if you loved these doable changes, and you're ready to incorporate more of this and so many more things into your life, do make sure to go check out The Art of 90 Days, which is where this came from, and see if that is something that interests you to dive into. It's part of your summer learning, summer upgrade, um, and it will be so fun to see what your 90-day plan becomes and how you integrate all of this mindfulness work and so much more into your lives. All right, I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast.